What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony here with the Culture Jack Podcast. It is on this episode. We will be talking about Hawkeye episode five. If you guys have not caught up on Hawkeye, there is going to be spoilers. That's my uh, disclaimer for those that haven't haven't been uh, current on it. So. I'm advising you, if you haven't seen the show, you're anticipating it, or maybe it's on your holiday break schedule of shows to watch, definitely don't listen to this episode yet. Um, I don't want to ruin anything for you. This was a really cool, uh, really cool episode overall. A lot of great dialogue, uh, maybe almost too much dialogue. I don't know. But uh, before I dive into the episode, guys, of course, hey, help us out here. Give us a follow if you guys uh, like the content. And, of course, please share, give us a review, and all of those things. We greatly appreciate it a lot. We really do. And, uh, yeah, today's going to be a fun one because we are one episode. Well, we've got one more episode to go in the series, which drops Christmas week and what a buildup, interesting way to tell the story at this point. Um, I'm not going to recap the whole show for what it is, but we got Yelena Belova in the last episode. So episode four, we finally got her in, in the episode. Obviously there was a large skirmish. I covered that in the, uh, past podcast there where Maya, Yelena Belova, Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, AKA Hawkeye, had their little skirmish on the roof. Uh, Maya Lopez got shot. She dips out. Yelena Belova dips out. And then we're left with Kate and uh, Clint kind of separating, which leads us into this next episode. This episode starts off uh, with a very cool sequence of uh, shots and events on essentially kind of catching you up with Yelena Belova uh, with a very brief uh, story of connecting essentially Black Widow in game and, you know, the snap, the just kind of giving you an idea of, okay, this is where that character was when we saw her in Black Widow. Widow, this is what happened to her. And then this is where she is. And then, you know, leading us to believe that the, uh, <clears throat> situation with uh contessa uh came shortly after that guessing i mean somewhere in there um it's not you know 100 precise but uh, that's that's pretty close and that is what we get to see and the way that they do it obviously is if you watched black widow you know that they are uh essentially letting the black widows free is the way that that ended Yelena being one of them, Natasha being another, and they hit him with this, this uh, red serum and it removes the mind control. And that's what essentially is going on in the sequence here. They're going to try to retrieve another black widow. They hit her with the spray and then, or yeah, they hit her with the spray and then, there's some dialogue. There's the snap. She disappears. Yelena Belova disappears. She comes back five years later, which is actually a really cool scene. So pay attention when you're watching it. I love how she essentially dissolves and 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 then solidifies again. 
and the paint changes and the light fixtures change. And then she comes out of the bathroom like, what the fuck just happened? Well, years later happened in the matter of the snap, um, which I thought was a, a unique and cool way to explain kind of what happened to her um, as far as the current world. And so she gets it, you know, gets kind of brought up to speed on what, what's going on. Hey, I'm making money for myself now. This is a thing you need to do. Um, the world has changed, blah, blah, blah. Very, very cool um, in a very nice way, again, to connect her to the stories that we saw because of the gap in time. Um, I think it would have made a hell of a lot more sense if uh, COVID didn't happen and then we had Black Widow and then this and then this and there wasn't so many production delays, but they did a really good job retelling and explaining that, which in my opinion kind of uh, kind of answered any questions or or kind of kept the gates kind of closed on, oh, okay, now I understand her her perspective, her view, and what she's been doing or not doing. So we obviously get that. And then we jump over to uh, Kate Bishop's at home uh, because of the skirmish deal. Her and Clint aren't, aren't uh, joined at the hip, we'll say. And, you know, she's there with her mom. Eleanor Bishop does an incredible job. Like the the actress that plays. Let me let me look this up real quick. The the cast in this show. A, I like I, I really do. I think the casting on this and really all the all of the recent Marvel stuff has done really well. Hawkeye cast because her mom does a really good job. She's very convincing. Like she gives a shit <laughs> and. Uh, essentially they kind of have a heartfelt conversation, um, you know, diving a little bit into Kate's past and how she, you know, feels let down, like this shit's really dangerous. And, um, oh, oh, my, uh, (laughs) my computer's running a little, little slow here. Hold on. My notes are on my computer and my computer just kind of froze here. Bear with me. Uh oh. There we go. All right. Well, never mind. I'm not going to look it up because my computer's freezing. <clears throat> so, anyways, you know, her mom's talking to her about her bow and her getting an archery and seeing her develop. Talks about life. Uh, they kind of have this like mother daughter moment back and forth. She's bandaging her face up, um, you know, and she makes a comment. You know, I'm, I've got a pretty good idea of who you're becoming, which I thought was interesting. Um, and they wrap this like heartfelt conversation that you, you feel as though it is an emotional thing. You feel as though, or get, I got the perception that's like, uh, this character does love, you know, her mom loves her. She cares. Um, you know, there's obviously some stuff going on behind the scenes here that Kate is unaware of about her mom, uh, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about here momentarily, but, um, they end the conversation this again, you know, she's getting bandaged up. She's talking about, you know, who she is and how this went wrong and how this, and, you know, again, a heartfelt conversation. It gets kind of ended with, you have to, one of the things that uh, Clinton and I did discover is that there's some bad stuff connected to Jack and it needs to be looked into. 
you know, we did discover that Jack is the head of this Schloan organization and there's some really shady things. I, you know, you really need to look into this and, uh, okay. You know, we jump over to Kazi and Echo or Maya, you know, they discuss there, there's a conversation there where, you know, Maya is like, fuck, I'm, I think I'm in over my head here. There was a lady and they go back and forth, but essentially she explains it. There was another person there. And of course, Kazi's question like, oh, was, you know, it was just another person helping them. And she's like, no, this is a completely different person. And this is getting really serious because this person's really fucking trained. And I, I just thought it was interesting because this is bigger than they thought. You know, and they come to an agreement of, of some type because Kazi wants her to back off and just wants her to stop. She's compelled because of the murder of her father by the Ronin. And now she's like, fuck, this is getting bigger. He's like, OK, here's the deal. Let's just do this. We capture and kill Ronin. And then that's it. No more of this other shit. And that kind of concludes that scene with those two and it, it is still interesting because of Kazi's disposition with Maya the relationship is interesting but the disposition that he has kind of held um, some distance he doesn't want her to have any part with any of this stuff uh, it's been very very uh, well done as far as I'm concerned being Kazi being kind of a second string character to the story I think it's just a smart and unique way to kind of have this character kind of let's stop fucking around let's stop let's just stay away from this let's and then saying okay we're gonna capture him and kill him and then it's like we'll move on and while she of course is still fighting those inner demons of like no dude this is the guy that killed my dad but now it's getting kind of crazy so i thought that was interesting and i like how they shoot it it's always kind of this like dark uh oh again kind of a heartfelt scene because she's just she's all beat up i mean she, you know she got fucked up during the fight and uh, I just thought it was interesting. We jump back to Kate and, you know, Kate, is, you know, is going back to her apartment. She had to grab some stuff. That's what she, the other part where she left her mom saying, hey, I got to go grab some stuff. Um, and she is greeted. And this is her apartment. I think the last time we saw this was in episode two, because then she wouldn't say at her aunt's house to get off the grid, which was smart. Um as soon as she gets in, she notices the windows open. She's greeted by Yelena Belova. And I will say that the dialogue, like whoever wrote the dialogue between Kate's character and Yelena Belova in this scene, my hat is off to you because this uh, conversation, this just everything, the acting by both of these actresses, top notch, the dialogue top notch and, and I will not give it any justice. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to skim through real quick on it because I really did appreciate the scene again for how well written it was the dialogue, the back and forth, the banter and everything in between. But essentially, you know, she's greeted by Yelena. Yelena is preparing dinner and essentially just wants to talk to her again. Incredible dialogue. There's stuff where Yelena's like, Oh, my daddy says eat is good for you. You know, and that's referencing the Red Guardian in which we saw in, in, in Black Widow. And then a lot of stuff, a lot of this back and forth um, between the two, to some degree, getting to know each other, but also challenging each other. You know, I could have killed you. I should have killed you. But blah, blah, blah. But clearly I did not kill you. 
Um, then we get a cut scene in, in the midst of the dialogue. That, well, they ended speaking, of course, but then we jump over. We see Cliff, Cliff, uh, Clint. I don't know why I said Cliff. Clint Barton is with Lucky the Pizza Dog. They're going over to the LARPer's house because they need somewhere to go. And he has a dog and they got to figure it out. LARPer lets him in. And forgive me that I forget the LARPer's name. Um, And then we just get another, we go right back to Kate and Yelena talking. There's some, a really funny scene about, hey, are you done with the mac and cheese? And she's like, yeah, go for it. I love hot sauce and fucking nails this mac and cheese. Again, I can't do it justice. The acting in the scenes and the sequences, I just absolutely love it. Um, You know, Yelena, I I wouldn't say is being soft because she's not. And I'll draw my conclusion of the the differences between these two characters right after uh, I explain the rest of the dialogue between them. So um, one thing she does, Yelena explains is, you know, this is a business trip. I don't have much time, but I do want to see the Empire State Building, the improved Statue of Liberty, and Rockefeller Center. There's some dialogue about, uh, you know, uh, the super-powered reindeer in American culture and how reindeer is really tough and blah, 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 which is actually kind of funny because uh, most, if you live in Alaska, you've probably had caribou, which is non-domesticated reindeer. So I thought that was kind of funny, and it's not that tough. Unless, I mean, uh, unless, I, I don't know. I like rain, or I like caribou, personally. Um, anyway, it's just some funny dialogue there. Again, uh, back and forth. They get, they drive to a point where, of course, the conversation escalates to why is Yelena here? They're, you know, as cool as the banter is and as cool as the scene was, it's like, okay, but she's there for a reason. She essentially explains that I'm here to kill Clint Barton. He killed my sister, and she was the hero. Clint is not. You know, he Clint is only here to keep his reputation. The trail of blood that follows him could wrap the world. Kate, you know, responds is that's a very Russian, it's a very Russian thing to say, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but essentially the dialogue back and forth further explains her disposition to some degree. Um, and it, it, it kind of turns into, or it slowly turns into, uh, Yelena. I don't know if they did it as a slip or, or just a part of her explanation. And she's like, I am hired to, to kill him, AKA Hawkeye. Uh, Yelena, you know, I'm still chasing him and, essentially the conversation kind of ends, you know, she's like, okay, well, I'm just telling you that this is why I'm here and you're not going to like the outcome essentially is what Yelena is saying. And they end the conversation with her going back to the open window and her saying, don't, you know, stay out of my way. And then like repels out the window or like dives backwards out the window, which I thought was kind of an, kind of a dramatic exit, but nonetheless, good dialogue. So now we're getting some more clues here. We're getting, okay, this isn't just a mission. This isn't just a revenge deal because for, for me, I was thinking that this whole thing was just to avenge Natasha Romanoff or what she believes 
the reason that Natasha Romanoff died, her sister. And now we understand, oh, Contessa is has got to be the one paying to get Ronin, a.k.a. Hawkeye, murked out of the situation, which is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Uh, an observation of mine, then, and then we'll, we'll keep going. Don't worry. Calm down. Don't calm down. We'll keep going. Okay. But an observation and a thought I had is kind of the comparison between these two characters, right? I mean, you've got Kate Bishop, which don't get me wrong, is a badass. Even Maya. So let's, let's actually compare all three of these characters. Um, you've got Kate Bishop, who, who's a badass with a bow and arrow. Clearly knows some martial arts, knows um, and has some ability with swords, um, but relatively inexperienced when it comes to uh, superhero combat, we'll say. We'll also say, you know, like killing people and what have you. We have Maya Lopez, who has been trained since she was a child and it was and is associated with the tracksuit mafia, her dad ran it, she ran it. So she's got she's got some some dirt under under her nails. She has some bad shit that she's grown up with. She I don't know if she's a murderer because we have yet to see that, but she, she's a badass. A legit badass. Street level badass is what we've seen so far. So she's definitely more badass in the uh in the world, I guess, of being a badass than Kate Bishop, in my opinion, nothing against Kate Bishop, love the character, love the actress, love the writing, love everything. I'm just saying, like, if it was a fist fight between those two, I'm going to say Maya Lopez is going to whoop her ass. Now, we go to Yelena Belova, which is a whole different fucking breed, in my opinion. Yelena Belova was in the Black Widow program, Merkin people, like, just like her sister was. They were straight up Merkin, like, they, they're hired assassins that were, have been heavily trained since they were little kids in a different sense than what we saw with Maya Lopez, where it wasn't a fun recreational sport um, where she had to overcome her disabilities to um, be successful, which is, is an incredible feat. Absolutely shows in her abilities. Um, the, the show itself highlights those things, but you're talking about a fucking hired assassin here, guys, like one that just kills and goes, kills and goes who, had you know the blip and they're they're letting other black widows go and this that and the other um i just feel like when it comes down to the brass tack that tax i i feel like yelena belova is the fucking murderer in the group like she's the one that i would be most worried about if you if you were wondering there you go okay so i'm i'm, I'm giving you that i'm giving you that little nugget okay so we go from that and back to a scene where the LARPer, uh, Clint Parton, and the pizza dog, they're just sitting around the table, eating some pizza, having a little a little talk. Uh, and you can see Clint Parton's kind of easing back in his chair, getting comfortable. Uh, the LARPer's like, oh, hey, did you uh, see the new costumes? They got dropped by. Do you want to check them out? He's like, yeah, but not right now. And then dozes off. And... I'm sure I've missed some parts and pieces through this, folks. I'm just trying to highlight some of the show. If you want to watch the show, then watch the show, okay? Um, anyways, I just thought that was kind of uh, 
kind of interesting how they did that because once again we're seeing Clint Barton Hawkeye just being like beat. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll look at the costume tomorrow. So we don't get the costume reveal in this in this uh show, in this episode. We're gonna get it in the last episode. Um we jump to the scene of Jack, in which this is the only scene we've seen him in this whole episode, being arrested. And he's saying, oh, this is a front. I've never worked a day in my life. This is not what I do. Uh, I'll be out before the Christmas party. Ha, 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 ha. And he's just kind of smiling and then goes off. And, you know, Eleanor Bishop's there. Kate Bishop's there. It's just a, kind of a very peculiar peculiar scene in the show to where it's like is this just a stage thing so kate leaves him alone so she thinks mom did something and she even uh, jake uh jake jack even says i know why you called the police and it's all good i would do the same don't worry honey you know blah 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 and uh, i just thought it was interesting why is that and we're gonna find out in the next episode for sure um and start getting some connections because jack at this point we still don't have any real connections other than that was a connection. And if what he's saying is true, then it's uh, quite, quite interesting. So uh, we jump to a scene with Hawkeye in, in the street, standing in, in front of, uh, if I remember correctly, like a memorial. He pulls his, uh, his hearing aid out of his ear and go, goes into some heartfelt dialogue about Natasha and, you know, I, I could really use you right now. I, I miss you. And please forgive me for what I'm about to do. And it, again, nice, ni- very nice dialogue. This this episode to me had a lot of emotions between characters and situations. Um, and I just thought that was interesting on, on some of these brief moments where Kate was with her mom earlier, where uh, Yelena is explaining or telling Kate her position and stance because of her losing Natasha Romanoff and how Natasha was the real hero. Ronan's a piece of shit. And now we're at this, this uh, scene with Clint Barton sitting in there with his hearing aid out, um, essentially talking to the world uh, about how he misses Natasha and what have you. I just thought it was interesting on, on them having that in there. So let's see, let me keep going here. Um, Kate, we, we jump to another scene with Kate and then she is endlessly calling uh, Clint because now, you know, she I, I, she's coming to the realization like stuff's happening here. Um, I need to talk to you about some shit. And, you know, it's got it's one of these funny cutscenes that, you know, she's on the phone. She's leaving message, 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 message. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about this until his mailbox is full. And then she throws the phone is like, fuck. Right. So then we get the scene in which I'm so glad that they do this. They don't have to. They could have did this a million different ways. But we get the scene of the tracksuit guys driving the trust me bro van, which if you if you're not familiar, that's that's their their little side business they have. Trust me, bro, moving. Um anyways, these the dialogue between these guys it's just so funny because they're talking about brass knuckles and getting in fights, but you're going to put on brass knuckle. And then get in fight, but you have to put brass knuckle on. And uh, anyway, it's just it's just an awesome scene. And they end up pulling into one of their little, uh, I, I don't know where they're pulling into, a parking lot. And an arrow blasts through the windshield, and then a little note falls out of it, or or drops out of it. Or actually, the arrowhead 
opens or arrow, the shaft on the arrow had a compartment, opens up a little pamphlet of paper, pull the paper out. It says, Maya, meet me tonight where you first met me, Ronan, come alone or something of that, of that uh, configuration. Clint calls his wife. That's the next scene. Um, and, and again, a lot of a lot of good dialogue. Uh, he explains that Maya's a bigger problem than we expected because she did have the Rolex. She had your guys's information, which she shouldn't. You guys aren't far enough away. This thing is just continuing to escalate. I need to end this, and it has to end tonight. I don't want the big guy involved. And what's interesting about this again is she knew his wife knew when he says, I don't want to get the big guy involved. She knew who the big guy is. Oh yeah. You know, let's get this thing ended, which is interesting because again, we don't have any of a real backstory of who she once was. And I just, I I love it because it, it has an element of mystery still with her character, just like Jack. Right. So of course, it's time to meet. We get we are at the fat man's used auto car, a uh, used car sale lot, which again, tip after tip, or tip after tip, hint after hint after hint on where where we're being led. So this is the auto location or or the area in which Ronan killed Maya's dad, or or so we're led to believe. And of course, she brings the whole fucking game. She she does not listen for shit. You've, I, if I recall correctly, we got Kazi up in the rooftop with a gun. We've got all of these different guys kind of running around, and of course, it's like a classic action movie to where in the shadows we have a character who is pulling these guys left and right and just dismantles all of them, leading right to Maya Lopez, aka Echo. And of course, at this point, it is the big show off or, you know, the big standoff between these two characters. We got to, you know, we got to have it. And of course, she gets pissed and and they go back and forth in, in this very cool fight, ultimately resulting in Ronan having the upper hand. And again, there's this dialogue to where she's like, oh, you know, or I'll, let me let me step back, you know. Ronan, a.k.a. Hawkeye, Hawkeye in this instance, is in the full Ronan gear when he does all this. Once he has her at at his mercy, essentially, he takes his masks off and says, you know why I did that? And she says, why? So I could see your face when you kill me. And then there's this dialogue back and forth to where it was like, listen, um, and, and I'll probably botch this up, but ultimately, you, you've got your story twisted here. You and I are the same. Um, but there was a, uh, there was a anonymous call that came in the night that your dad got killed. And he kind of explains us. And he also explains, Hey, listen, we're the same person. So I'm not here to kill you, but you need to think about what I'm saying. Ultimately, she gets pissed off, fucking knocks sort of, or knocks him out of the way, grabs the sword. It's getting ready to fucking slice him open. Slice Ronan open, Hawkeye open. Arrow zips down, twangs the sword out of his hand, out of her hands. He escapes. She gets on her bike, takes off. Then we're back to Kate Bishop, Clint Barton, 
once again back together. And of course, he's like, How, how'd you find me? He's like, you tracked my phone again, didn't you? They go catch an Uber, which I thought was funny. That's a very, very uh, unique uh, escape route. Was call an Uber with a fake name. I, I find that to be quite, quite humorous. So um, let's see. Then we jump over to a scene. So now we're we're again in a dark scene between Kazi and Maya. Kazi, hey, did you get him? What happened? And no, he no, he got away. She replies. Um, then there's just, just this interesting kind of tense conversation between these two. Um, and, and again, I like how they did the dialogue. I like how they did the uh, cinematography with it being dark and gloomy and. Um, some care and some concern, some questioning, right? And the big thing is, is, hey, when my dad died, the night that my dad got killed by the Ronin, why weren't you there? Oh, I didn't get the call. Huh? Because he wasn't present, right? So again, a piece, a piece of the story. And I forgot to mention, and I apologize, but uh, one of the things that Ronan said was, hey, this is this is the big boss doing all this shit. So we're starting to get we're starting to kind of tie some stuff together here. So she's pissed. She's she's definitely not happy now. She, I think she's a little confused on on what she thought she saw and what reality was and what's really going on behind the scenes. We don't know a whole lot about the relationship, though, between her boss and her Kazi, her boss, Kazi and her other than what we've seen in the show, just because it hasn't been that expansive with those characters and that dynamic, at least at this point. So a lot of assumptions. So Kazi and Maya, that kind of ends the scenes with them. We jump over to Kate and Clint. Um, There's one more big thing we need to worry about. Explains that she uh, spoke to Yelena and it is understood now that this is Natasha's sister and that's going to be a problem. We jump over to another interesting scene. And this is, this is right at right toward the end of the episode. And you know it's leading somewhere. You get Eleanor Bishop kind of walking through the streets and then going to a building behind her. And then you get a, just a shot of her. Uh, Yelena Belova is following Eleanor Bishop, which I thought was interesting. So it's like, why, why, why is that dynamic there? Well... We jump to the final scene of the show, guys, and we've got the LARP where Kate and Clint kind of sitting around talking. Um, and there's a, a funny scene of the LARPer with the dog and then Kate's trying to do do the uh, trying to play with the dog and doesn't doesn't get near as <laughs> near what she wanted like the LARPer did. But nonetheless, we arrive at her getting a text. And it says, now I know who hired me. Or, yeah, that that's what she says, right? And you get this, uh, it, it's kind of weird how they did it because you get this, like, very astounded look on Kate's, like, what the fuck look on her face. And then it just goes ping, ping, ping. Like, uh, I was under the impression, like, she was going to ton of messages or what have you. And I don't know if that was a fuck up or if we're going to see more in the next episode because we're a second away. And she essentially grabs her phone, turns it to Clint and says, do you know who this is with my mom? Yeah, that's the kingpin. 
That's the big guy. The guy I've been worried about this whole time. Finally, guys, we got the kingpin confirmed. Oh, such a such an awesome way to end the episode. I'm so fucking glad that that's that's a thing. Um, yeah, it would have been. I, they could have taken this in any any which direction they wanted to, guys. I mean, the the storytelling with these with these shows and with everything is absolutely incredible. I am just very happy and satisfied that they did do what they did with tying him in because he's such an important character to Maya Lopez. He's such an important character to Hell's Kitchen. And to be on, honest, Vincent D'Onofrio's representation of Kingpin, I thought definitely warrants a return for him as the guy to play him. Um, it also explains uh, some of the stuff that's gone on through the show so far but now we arrive at this point to where we still don't know what the hell is up with jack at all is he actually a part of the uh the mob and the kingpin thing is he not does he have no connections at all Whew, sorry i had to get something to drink um what side of the fence is yelena belova going to ultimately fall into maya what direction is she going? What is the deal with Kazi and not being at? So while we got the kingpin, we finally understand who the big boss is and, and quite a few other things at this point. We still have so many freaking questions. It is absolutely incredible, guys. This, uh, to end the fifth episode and only having one more to go, uh, it's like, holy shit, what a way to end an episode, though. And also a good way to um, allow the audience, allow, at least for me, to understand Yelena's disposition, her understanding where she's been. I feel like they did a very good job on that. Now we're current with her. I feel like we're understanding more and more about Maya Lopez's character and um, some separation to some degree that we saw toward the very end when she started asking questions about her and possibly her commitment to the Traxu Mafia and Kazi, which, you know, could be a fracture in the relationship soon, lending to a different direction for her character. Of course, Eleanor Bishop is still... Like we know she's tied. We know, you know, Bishop security is, has got to be some kind of front for, for the Kingpin or what have you. Not a hundred percent sure where that relationship is. And of course, which way is Clint going to end up? Kate going to end up in so much more guys, but that is episode five. What do you guys think? Drop a comment down below, man. What an episode. I absolutely love uh, the way that they did this one. I, I thought it was unique. And again, a great way to kind of tie these characters and give us a little bit more to understand and then trap the fucking kingpin like a boss in the end. No better way to do it. So we got, guys, one more episode, though. Man, I, I like saying it because I'm like, holy shit, they're going to wrap up all of this in one in one uh, final episode. We'll see, because obviously there's going to be some continuations of the story characters and, and others. At this point, I'm not sure who's living, dying, staying or going, other than we know that Maya's staying to some degree because of the up and coming echo. So echo show, but Ooh, the plate is full. My friends, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of OTE Hawkeye episode five. Of course, please take a moment, hit the subscribe button. If you have not done that already, share the content, drop a review. 
on your favorite podcasting platform. And until the next episode, 